0: Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at oursaviorschurch.com. I'm excited to speak to you today. And, uh... Just lean in a little bit. This is a really, really simple message. It's not real deep, but how many of you know sometimes the simplicity, I don't know if you're like me, you just need it simple. Just keep it simple. And today's a simple message, but I promise you, if you'll lean in today and if you'll go, you know what, I'm leaning into this, I'm going to receive this and I'm going to act upon it. If you'll act upon it, it could be the catalyst to change the whole direction of your life. Forever. And so I, I want you to lean in a little bit today. And uh, as we jump into the word, I know we're walking through, you know, we're walking through unprecedented times, but that's probably not true. There's always a precedent. There's always something somewhere that people, it's just unprecedented for us. Can I get an amen? It, it, it may not, it may be something that new to us, but yet it's happened before, there are things that go on over and over and over again. And I, I just want to speak this scripture over you as the Apostle Paul would speak to his young protege, Timothy, and he would say to him, and in fact it's found in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of a spirit of fear. So if you're feeling fearful or anxiety, because that's That's fear's cousin, anxiousness and anxiety and what's going to happen and what if. You know, there is no good news out there. In fact, you know, news is bad news sells. So they're not going to put on the good news. They're only going to put on the bad news. That's why we call the gospel the good news because you need some good news He's saying, look, the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. So if you're feeling fear and anxiousness, is that coming from God? The answer is no. So first of all, for you to recognize that and go, well, that's not God. God wouldn't try to bring fear to me. He said, the the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. And, And by the way, you've heard me say this a thousand times if you've been around here. Nothing comes to you that doesn't first pass through the hand of God. So if something's coming to you to go, okay, God allowed that to happen. So therefore he must have provision or what I need to walk through it. Are y'all tracking with me? So if it comes to me and I'm full of fear, wait a minute, that's not of God. Then God has something for me so I can either walk through this or he'll deliver me out of it. That's good preaching. I don't care who you are. I'll just tell myself. Way to go, Pastor! You—that's really good. But watch this. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power. Now, this is key. This is this is not just not just strength. He's he's saying I'm going to give you. That's the word "dutimus," which is the same word that we use to describe the Holy Spirit—the empowerment that you're going to need. I, 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 Heidi and I pray prayed this 100 times through the years, 32 years ago, and Lord, our, our strength is gone. Well, good. Because when your strength is gone is where the strength of the Lord's begins. So if you're at the end, if you've said, that, I just feel like I'm at the end, good. That you're at the spot where the Holy Spirit will fill you and give you strength that you would not have. So just go, Lord, I'm at the end. Fill me up. He said, I'm going to give you that. And then he says, and of love, not a fear, I'll give you the power you need to walk through the season. And I'll give in a, a spirit of love. Everybody say love. love. Yeah, love, love. Where's the love? Love. Just that's the motivator, the motivation. Why, why do we have, I I was talking to, uh, did y'all, how many of you made it to one of the nights of spiritual renewal? That was awesome. Oh, if you missed it, you missed it. Pastor Jimmy Rollins was off the chain. Brother was cut loose. Somebody cut him loose. I told him, I said, back, back backstage before he came out, I said, just you at home, just do what you do at home. He goes, all right. <laughs> my favorite line of Pastor Jimmy was, I'm 47. When I'm 50, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because <laughs> once you get 50, you don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> oh, my God. And then B.J. Putnam and the worship night. That been, I think that might have been my favorite night. It was just, let's go worship. Ah, oh, the scripture says the heels melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. When you just sense God's presence is in the room, it really doesn't matter what you walked in with. Everything shrinks down when you make God really, really big. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, it's a key. I'm just talking to you right now because the more you make this world and what's going on big, look, oh God, look what's happening out there. No, no, our God's bigger than that. You got to make him bigger. Don't fear your way through. Worship your way through. Our God is big. Are you? I don't think this section's hearing me over here. I, I don't, are y'all? Are y'all awake over there? Okay. All right. Darbones are there. All right. Darbone got that section down over there. Right, so, so love loves the motivator. Love, love, motivated out of love. 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 Not fear. Not hate. Not differing difference of opinions. We, we, we live in a world. Listen to me. We, we're living in a world, and this is free, by the way. We're, do not let temporal disagreements divide people that are going to be together for eternity. <laughs> and then he gets down to the end, and he goes, "And and. So he's not giving you the spirit of fear, but he's giving you power. Everybody say power. A motivator of love. That just, listen, I'm talking with John Bevere. Did y'all enjoy John Bevere? Oh my God, he got so much revelation. Get all of his stuff. Get on his website. Get in it. Just get all in it. John, John's back there. John is one of the most humble men of God you'll ever meet in your life. And he's smarter than all of us. He's good looking. He's smart. I told him, I said, you're my goal. He's 62, mean and lean. I said, I got a vision now. I I, I hope I look as good as you when I'm 62. I got a pooch. He didn't have a pooch. I'm sagging. He ain't sagging. And I'm, so we were back there. We were sitting in the back, and he's he just, he just talking and just, 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 just oozing out of him, just talking, uh, just talking about operating out of the word. If it's in the word, he goes, We walk through, because The culture isn't saying, Look what God, what's the culture doing? No, 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 don't say what's going on in the culture. Say, No, God, what are you saying to me? It's about me. It's always about, God will bring it up because we always think, Yeah, God sick them. And God said, I'm not trying to sick them, I'm trying to sick you. Our job is not to judge the world. That's God's job to judge the world. In fact, the scripture reminds us that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Whew. Just be careful. Our, our job is to love the world, love it. To get to get the, for the church to get it. Out of the church to show the love of God so that the world will come to the church. Are you with me? Are y'all tracking with me? And watch this. And then he goes, and, and then I want to give you one more thing. He says, of love. And then he goes, and a sound mind. Now, I want to zero in today on sound mind. Because we, we live in a world now where you're, you're hearing things that probably have been under the radar for so long but this pandemic has brought it to the forefront. You're starting to hear now more about mental health than anything, which is good. That's a good thing. It's bringing that sound mind. Thank you. <laughs> There's a crazy person clapping right there. I don't know who, no, I'm teasing. Who was that? I'm sorry. That was a joke. They're too afraid to raise their hand that they clap. <laughs> that was a joke. I just, I just ruined their mind right there. I just did that. What, what, what do we mean by sound mind? We, what we mean by that is that you would operate. And here's a, here's a Bible word. Ready? Wisdom. In wisdom, everybody say wisdom. Ah, oh, it's uncommon. You've heard, you've heard some of the older saints. Common sense is uncommon. To to operate in wisdom. In fact, the scripture is going to be written. In fact, Solomon, who was known as the, the wisest man who ever lived. In fact, he would write a book called Proverbs. Which he actually wrote for his sons. That just the ways to live. It is the only book in the Bible, Proverbs, that has nothing to do with heaven. Nothing to do with eternity. Has everything to do with how do you live while you're on this earth. And so it's sound mind. It's, it's, it's wisdom. In fact, I want to take you to Solomon when he's going to get this wisdom. In fact, it's going to be given to him by God. The spirit of wisdom is going to come upon him. Now, remember who Solomon is. He is the son of David, David the giant killer, David the one who is going to be put as king. In fact, most would say, and I think it's safe to say, the greatest king in Israel's history. So he's famous. He's ballin'. He's got more followers on Instagram than anybody. And here's Solomon being raised with a daddy that's a legend. Y'all pray for Pastor Nick. He's following me. A legend. No, I'm teasing. That's a joke. That's a joke. Pastor Myron, y'all mark that out of the tape. Can we rewind that? Pick up, just slice it out. So he's following a legend. And and, and Heidi's correcting me from the front. Let's close in prayer right now. Victor, help me. Thank y'all for coming today. Watch this. Let's go to let's go to because that's I just want you to get his mindset. He's gonna talk to God. We get to peer into the conversation that he's going to have with God. Watch what it says in first Kings chapter three, verse seven. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father. Wow. <laughs> How am I gonna follow in his footsteps? Instead of my father, David, but I, watch what he says, I'm like a, oh, what would you call that virtue? Humility. Look at me right here. Humility. We are missing humility in our culture. We're we're missing humility in Christianity. We're missing it. We're missing humility. That's what I loved about Pastor John when I was visiting with him back. I go, this dude's got a humble spirit on him. He's giving away what he mentioned to all the countries and books and millions and, and then you're sitting there talking and you're talking like he's a man who's done nothing. The humility, king of virtues. You go, oh, character. When you go, oh, he's a man of integrity or he's a man, you know, whatever. You could name them all. But humility, we all have equal access to humility. It's not a special dose of the Holy Ghost to walk in humility that God and others are responsible for every good thing that's come to my life. Did y'all pick that up? Who's responsible? God and others. Humility. And he goes, I'm just like a little child. Watch what he goes on to say. He doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart. Most versions say, Lord, give me wisdom. Say wisdom. Give me wisdom, God. Give me a sound mind so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong what's right and what's wrong and listen to everybody look right here for a second because there's going to be right and wrong right now I mean you're going to hear it everywhere There's the right thing right now you need the Holy Spirit you need the Holy Spirit because it's hard to tell what's right or wrong CNN says one thing Fox News says the other You're going to need the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Facebook is not a good place. You're wondering, am I talking to you? The answer is yes. It's not a good place to form an opinion. Well, I'm just going to tell everybody what I think. Nobody cares what you think. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Watch this. So I can know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. Oh, he asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing governing my people with justice and have not asked, look what he didn't ask for. You didn't ask for a long life. You didn't ask for wealth. You didn't ask for me to destroy your enemies. Forgive me, Lord, because I've prayed that one before. I'm going to give you what you asked for. What? I'm going to give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or will ever have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for. Is it possible we just simply ask God for the wrong things? And he said, because you didn't ask for riches... And you didn't ask for fame. No other king in the world will be compared to you the rest of your life. And if you follow me, and if you obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I'll also give you a long life. Come on, somebody say Jehovah Jireh. Mm. I want to just let me let me just let me do this real quick because I want to show you how wisdom comes. I'm going to help you today to tell you where wisdom is, and then I'm going to tell you how to get it out. You better lean in today. But let me Solomon's going to write how wisdom comes to us. In fact, let me give you number one is wisdom comes to you by instructions. When people give you instructions. Watch what Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 says. If you want to, how many of you want to be wise? You, you, you want to have wisdom. You're going to need it in these days that we're walking through. You need wisdom, an understanding heart. Look what he says in Proverbs 1, 8, 9. Wisest man who ever lived. Pay close attention, my child, to your father's wise words and never forget your mother's instructions. And all the parents said. (laughs) For their insight will bring you success. Adorning you with grace-filled thoughts and giving you reins to guide your decisions. Woo. Just instructions. Now listen, you might be here and say, "But I have foolish parents, and you may." God'll give you other folks that will replace that. He'll give you a coach, a teacher, He'll give you others in your life. He may, they may be sitting beside you today give you others in your life that you can seek instruction from because instruction is the best way to get wisdom. Instruction. Listen, by the way, you're still a child and still a son and a daughter if you're in this house, no matter how old you get until we get to heaven. We still need wisdom and instruction from people. This is Hey, I got to ask a question. Could you give me some instruction? I'll talk more about that in a moment. Let me give you number two. This is Solomon writing. He said there's another way to get wisdom. It's through correction to be corrected. Look at Proverbs 12 and 1. Solomon wrote, whoever loves discipline or correction loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction, and we don't even say this in the Reisner household, but it's in the Bible. Is what? Is stupid. Hates it. Now, I'm going to tell y'all just one quick funny story. Y'all got time for one? And just one. Many of you guys know Kevin Lalonde. How many of you know Kevin Lalonde? Everybody, yeah, everybody in the church. There's Kevin. In fact, I see Kevin. Kevin, stand up real quick because if people don't know you, I do want them to know who you are. This, this is... This is my son in the Lord. (laughs) Is Chrissy here today? Not yet. yet. Okay, good. She don't want to miss this. (laughs) She might not come. (laughs) Kevin and I have had an interesting relationship through the years. I would say probably through through our relationship he came to know Christ, him and Chrissy serving Jesus now on staff. It didn't always begin that way. There was a lot of Correction in the early days. I said, Kevin, come here. What? You can't do that. Well, I don't think it's that big. "Ah." Kevin, stop it. Listen to me. You cannot do that. All right, whatever. No, no, not whatever. And I would say this. Kevin, say this. Thank you, Pastor. I received that. And he would go I, on the phone. I could hear it. he just there'd be a long pause. Thank you, Pastor. I received that. I go. You're lying. You don't receive that. Now say thank you, Pastor. I received that. That I'm lying. Thank you, Pastor. I received that. All right, I love you. Whatever. (laughs) Fast forward. We had how many conversations like that? Have we had, Kevin? A hundred, at least a (laughs) hundred. Kevin, you can't do that. Now, now I'll call him. Kevin, I need to talk to you. Thank you, Pastor. I received that. (laughs) I already got it out yet. (laughs) No, no, because don't hate it. Don't hate it. Who are they telling me? Who? No, I love him. I love Kevin. Kevin's got a destiny on his life. I can see it. It's bigger than what he sees. I see it. I love him. It's out of love. It's not, I don't like correcting people. Does anybody like correcting people? I don't like correcting people. I don't like, but if I love my brother, I'd say to him, Kevin, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't talk to Christy like that. You can't, Kevin, with your children, you need to do that. Thank you, Pastor, I receive it. I love you. Kevin, what's going on? Thank you, Pastor, I receive it. First thing he says now, thank you, Pastor, I receive it. Love it. Don't despise it, love it, embrace it. Are y'all tracking with me? How how many of you love your children? If you love your children, you'll discipline your children. We live in a world where nobody wants to tell their children no. Okay, I'm going to preach a while. I'm not going to finish the sermon. Just come next service, I'll finish it. This is going to be a two-parter today. Heidi and I have this bright idea. I think it's still going to be a good idea. It's up in the air. How many of you have ever started an idea, you had an idea, you made a decision, you get in the decision, and you go, was that a good decision? Was that a bad decision? I don't know. We're still in the middle yet. It's still playing itself out. I read an article today. It could be three years before we know the answer to this. (laughs) We decided we live out on a farm. You know, we call it a farm. We live out in the woods. We live in Goyo. Does anybody know where Goyo is? Okay, a few of you. How many of you don't know where Goyo is? We're not going to tell you where it is. Okay. (laughs) We decided we're going to get some dogs. Not one dog. Two. We decided on German Shepherds. Ooh. (laughs) A lot of research. Farm dogs, farm pigs. I got wild pigs out there. I need something that can go eat pigs. They like pork. I read that they do like pork. We got pigs, so we decided to get two. I'm 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 watching training videos, how to train them, how to make them sit, how to make them behave. Socialization, very protective dogs. So you got to get as many people over right now while they're little. Thank you, thank you, some dog people. Get them over, let them love on them so that when they get older, they don't become, because you know, German shepherds have a reputation that they're, because they're mean looking, right? I like that, like they're mean looking. One of them's black. The boy's all black with brown socks. He's going to be one bad looking dog. She's sable with a black stripe all the way down her back. She's mean, No, she is mean. Literally, she's mean. Six weeks old, mean. This is what every trainer says. No, don't don't correct the bad behavior. Just just love them with the good behavior. All they do is bad. They're six weeks old. Everything you don't want them in, they're in. And we're walking around going, oh, oh, we're just going to love you through the good and not say anything. And I said, baby, this is what's wrong with parents today. They're raising children like they expect us to raise these dogs. No one's correcting anybody. So I'm I'm running around going, no! Are you all checking with me? No, just, just love them. No, no, if you love them, you'll correct them. That's part of love is disciplining them, to discipline. Watch this. If you don't learn by correction, then it goes to another level. Solomon wrote it. He said, then it's going to go to a rebuke, to be rebuked. Watch what he says. He says, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will, they will love you. I won't tell you which pastor, but I've had to rebuke a few. For a stronghold of thought. And had to say, Brother, you're wrong, and the Lord rebuke you. That didn't cause them to despise me, it caused them to love me. But if you rebuke a foolish man, he'll run from you. But a wise man will come back and say, thank you, what you were seeing, that you loved me enough to speak true to me. <laughs> instruct the wise. He wrote on, instruct the wise and they'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they'll even add to their learning. I don't know about you, but I want to be under instruction. I don't mind correction. I want to be under correction. I hope I never have to get to rebuke, but you know it's always there. And then let me get you to the last part where Solomon says, He said, then if not, you'll have to learn wisdom through experience, the consequence of a fool. Now, how many of you have done some foolish things in your life? Okay, do y'all see my hand going up? There's a few of you, you're lying right now because you never raise your hand. I'm watching. And I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I'm correcting you right now. Tolson, raise your hand. Tolson, okay, I didn't see it. No, where you, you're still paying consequences for the decisions that you made. And, and you've heard people say, experience is the best teacher. No, it's not. Experience is a brutal teacher. you got to go through the consequences of the decisions that you made. Most of us spent years picking up the pieces of one night of passion. Fool. A definition of fool is one who lived their life as if there was no God. Which is where Solomon goes back and begins. He says, the beginning of wisdom. If I can just jump there, I'm going to try to finish this. I'm, I'm going to try. Watch this. Where, where does it begin? He, he, in fact, Solomon's going to write, the beginning of wisdom. Just the starting point, I want to be wise, then there's a starting point. There's a, start, there's a place that you have to begin if you want to live your life with wisdom. And here's where it says, the starting point, Proverbs 9 and 10, the starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Yahweh. Some versions say it's the beginning of wisdom The beginning or the starting point is the fear of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? To be consumed with awe, the fear of the Lord, to receive the revelation of the Holy One. You must come to the one who has living understanding. What does that mean? The beginning, if you want to be wise, you got to start. There's got to be a starting point. Solomon wrote, The starting point is the fear of the Lord, or in awe as you worship. So I go, how can I communicate that? I don't know if any of y'all have ever been any like really, really, really beautiful places. Have you ever been somewhere that just, <gasps> <sighs> just kind of took your breath away? You ever been hiding out? There's, there's, there's one place that, we, our friend of ours has actually two places on the West Coast one is a vineyard, and that's Heidi's favorite place. And I love the vineyard too. I love to go there. And because John chapter 15 is her, she thinks she owns John chapter 15. It, like if I try to teach out of John chapter 15, she gets offended. Like, that's my chapter. I go, no, baby, it, it, all of us can teach out of John. You don't own it. No, the book of Ruth and John 15 are my chapters. You stay away from those too. I was ministering to somebody the other day. I felt like I had a Holy Spirit word out of the book of Ruth for this couple we were ministering to. And I said, you know, it's in the book of Ruth. And Heidi's like, what, 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 what? (laughs) Am I exaggerating a little bit? (laughs) She says I'm exaggerating. Just a little. So what, what... Two places on the west. She loves a vineyard, and then they have another place on the Lost Coast of California, which is Northern California, and, and you get. And they have a house that it's, it's on a it's on a cliff, and you're overlooking the ocean. And you look out there. I mean, they got the big uh, that thing you look through, telescope, because you can whale watch and watch the whales just. There's a rock out there. There's a rock formation probably a quarter of a mile out that's probably bigger than this church and the waves come and the waves gotta be 15 feet, just swirls and then they hit that, that formation and it's like you're watching a 4th um, uh, of July fireworks display and it's mesmerizing. You just sit there and God Thank you, Jesus. It it just takes you to awe. Wow. Wow, God. You you know, he created this, right? And and one of our favorite things to do while we're there is we always go to the redwood forest. And you walk through it. And it's almost like you don't talk a lot because it's almost like a holy hush. It's like a cathedral. It's like you're walking through... The Sistine Chapel or something. I mean, the trees are as, almost as big around as a stage. And you can't even see the tops of them. And you walk through this forest and you just go, God, how great thou art. You're just, you're just showing off. This, this is like showing off stuff. This is, this is incredible. It's, it's where you, you become aware of him. It's just I'm just aware of you. I just walk through there. I, I think even if you're lost, Pete, if you're lost, you can walk through there and go, Man, wow, my God. I don't even believe in God, but my God. You ever been to one of those places that you just go, ho, 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 God. It, that's what he's talking about. It's, it's, it's your awareness of God. And that you, that's the beginning. If you're going to live a, li, a, a wise life, remember, Solomon's not writing about heaven. He's writing to say, here's how you navigate earth. You gotta begin with my God. God. God, 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 I'm just going to begin with aware, awareness, my, my awareness of him, which means that when a decision comes that I got to make, I'm going to go, God, what should I do? What's the right thing to do? What should I do in this situation? God, because it begins with God. We normally go to the end and go, Oh God, not my God, but Oh God, can you get me out? Of this stupid thing I've done. Am I talking to somebody here today? It begins with him. So where, where do I find wisdom? It begins with God. It begins. And so uh, we we sing a song at uh, one of the campuses. I'm not sure if we sing it here because we've been traveling. And then you hear this uh, one song I keep hearing. Your ways are better. Your ways are better. It's a song. I, I don't remember the tune. It's like. Your ways are better, (laughs) something like that. Your ways are better. Your ways are, do you believe that? That his ways are, no, no, do you really believe that his ways are better? Now they need to add a verse to that song. They're also harder. Can I get a witness? (laughs) His ways are better, but they're also harder. You, 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 if you really want the wisdom of God, the blessings of the Lord, he's saying, no, I, I want your wisdom, then you want, your, you want his wisdom. His wisdom is usually harder, but better. The opposite of that, what the enemy is going to give you is the easy and the harder at the end. You either want the harder at the beginning and the blessing at the end. Or you get the easy at the beginning and you get the curse at the end. You just got to decide which one you want. The wisdom of God. But it begins with him. I want your wisdom. Well, if you want the wisdom of God, guess where you have to begin? At the beginning. And the beginning is the fear of the Lord, I invite you in. What is the will of the Lord? What is God's will? No, no, it doesn't. It only His ways are better. In fact, the Scripture Isaiah would tell us that His ways are better, and that His ways are higher than ours, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Which, which means, wow, I, I, man, I didn't even come up with this. This came from God. God, this seems harder. It's harder, but I know in the end it's going to be be better. So you can find it at the beginning, the fear of the Lord. Let me give you number two, where to find wisdom. It's in his word. Thank you, my brother. Uh, We we always say things like, this. you just go to the word, go to the word. I mean, he speaks not about everything, but almost everything that you'll ever face. And if you can't find the exact circumstances in Scripture or parallel circumstances, then you can surely find, you'll find wisdom through the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. It's why we need the Holy Spirit in case the Word doesn't say anything. And by the way, the Word and the Holy Spirit will not be divided. So if you go, well, I think the Holy Spirit's saying something to me, then go to the Word to confirm what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Can I get a witness? So if you don't have the Word, if you're not in the Word, then you're not going to have access to wisdom. It's there in the Word. If you're walking through something, you can say, I want to know what the Word says about it. If I can find what the word says about it, then I'll know what to do. If you go by this world who is living by its emotions, oh, we're supposed to be impacting the world and sometimes the world's impacting us. And to living by our emotions, you'll find yourself doing all kinds of things that you wish you would have never done. I'm just In the Word. In fact, let me show you what the Word says about the Word. The Word's going to talk about itself here in a second. That's why I don't mind saying amen to myself. I'll amen me. The Word does. Watch this Hebrews 4 and 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful. This Word, this book, this Bible that we preach, read, and love is not just words on a paper, it's actually living. What does that mean? It's living. That means it's, it's living, which means, I'll translate it this way for you. That means you can read something in one season of your life, and it'll say something to you. And then you can go back in a different season of your life and read the same words, and it'll say something totally different to you. It speaks to where you are, when you are, and where you're at. It's living. It's not a dead document. It's a living document. It's the living word. It will speak to you where you are, no matter what season that you're in. Can I get a witness on that? You've experienced that? You go, whoa, I've read that a hundred times and now it says something totally different that I've never seen before. It's living and it's powerful. Watch what it does. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It, it pierces even to the division of soul. And spirit. There's my spirit man and there's my soul man. My soul man wants to drive a new Ford F 250, but my spirit man says, You better steward the resources I've given you, and now's not a good time to buy. Oh, I'm talking to some of you. My soul girl <laughs> says, I need that new dress. But my spirit man said, my husband said I was on lockdown. <laughs> Are y'all tracking with me? It, it'll divide of whether this is, a, if, if this is the right or the wrong. It'll divide. It'll, it'll tell you with the beginning. Wisdom. Wisdom. I need, it, I need it. I need it. I need it. We need wisdom. I need it. Watch this. And then he goes on to say, in the joints and marrow, it's even a discerner of our thoughts and the intents of our heart. Is my intent right? Is this a selfish thought? Is my motive pure? Is this love, or is this selfish? Are you married? You wanna stay married? I usually, I've broken this rule a few times in 32 years, but I've broken it. I usually talk to Jesus before I talk to Heidi. And he always does this to me. He never talks to me about her. He never goes, I'm with you, you. You're right. She needs to apologize. He never says that to me. He always goes, no, 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 you're, you're being Selfish. Except for that one time. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. So where do we find it? Victor, help me out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this. I am gonna finish this message. You don't have to come back next service. I got four minutes. Watch this. The motives of our heart. Hmm. Where can you find it? Where can you find it? You gotta find it at the beginning. In our worship of reverence and all, of inviting God back in, and that our decisions are made with the fear of the Lord. Think of all the stupid decisions you never even inquired of God or inquired. Go to his word, that's where wisdom can be found. And then let me give you the number three wisdom is also found in his people. I'm just looking around the room real quick. I'm just scanning. I'm just thinking of all the wisdom that is represented in this room. I mean, just think about it. Whatever you're walking through right now that you go, I don't know what to do. Somebody in this room has wisdom for you. Somebody's walked through it. Somebody's been there before. Somebody could say, "Ah, don't do that, bro. Let me tell you. You're going to you're going to check yourself before you wreck yourself." Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Think about all the wisdom. Everything that's that's if we could just compile all of our stories together. If we could compile all of our stupid decisions cuz we've all learned wisdom through number 4, right? experience. If I just said, you, okay, I need wisdom on, I want to start a business. And I'd say, okay, Danny, can you meet with that brother and help him lay out a business plan? Could you do that? Because you got wisdom and he needs wisdom. Or if you're here today, you go, "Uh, could you help us figure out how to blend uh, two families together because we were. I'd say, "Oh, Tim, <laughs> could you and Lorraine? Would y'all mind? Would y'all mind meeting with this couple because they're walking through something that I know y'all've walked through and navigated? Could y'all meet with them? Could, could you? Could you see what happened? Somebody walking past you. I got this. I want to be a crawfish farmer. I say, Johnny. We all need wisdom. Could you hook up with this brother? Are y'all, Pastor, you, do you I need wisdom on how I should do my hair. Pat! Pat, could you got a cover, Pat? Yeah, take care of you. Are, are, y- are y'all tracking with me? All the wisdom in the room. So so let's get this right. I get wisdom from God when I invite him in in awe. I get wisdom in his word when I go to it. And then I find wisdom in his people. Wow, that's where you find it? That's where you can find it. Okay, well, how do I access it? Because I I could just tell you the field where it's at. But now you got to go get it you got to go dig it out. Isn't that right, Kevin? Thank you, Pastor. I receive it. Thank you. Kevin and Tommy. I see you up there. Tommy, yeah. Kevin and Tommy got together, and they're treasure hunters. What do they call those things? A metal detector. He's asking, Kevin asked me, Pastor, when can I come over to your property? Because I want to, he calls it swinging. I want to go swinging. I'm sure it beeps or buzzes. I don't know what it does. Does it beep? Beep, 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 beep. So he knows I got a field that's got treasure in it. But he still got to go get it. he got to bring that thing over. And it's going to tell you where it is. Beep, 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 beep. I'm sure it does something like that. See me after service. Tell me what it does. We don't want to mess up the 11. Beep, 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 beep. And then he's trained his little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Little Lauren. How old is Lauren? Like six? He's got a six year old. She's like, I'll get it, daddy. always oh, sending me pictures look what I found I found a bullet from 1777 or whatever and I I just texted him like great Kevin that's awesome <laughs> do y'all care I mean it's like look I found a, a belt buckle from whenever and and look I got a cannonball from something something I was like oh, that's great Kevin that's great that's great <laughs> Can you imagine this little six-year-old daughter down there trying to get a big cannonball? We got it, Daddy. Good girl, good girl. Watch. How do you get it? This is so deep, y'all. This is so deep. You're going to miss it. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to break this down simple enough. James one five tells us, watch us, and if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom. How do you get it? Ask. You just why wouldn't we ask? If you're having difficulties in your marriage, why wouldn't you grab someone that you've seen in the room and go I gotta can we get with you? Why wouldn't you ask? There's only one conclusion. One. We're too proud We're prideful. Ask. You know, what, you know what the scripture goes on to say? And when you ask for it, the Lord will give it to you generously. I don't know what generous means. Generous means I get more than I expected. I didn't just get my question answered. I got that and more. And he said, he'll give it to you generously. Ask God for wisdom. Lord, I need help in my relationship. I'm just, it's not working. It's not working. I, I, need some, I need some help. And then, and then see if God doesn't put someone in your way. Hey, can I meet with you? Because sometimes God will use somebody to bring you the wisdom that you need. Small groups are beginning now today. You could just walk out and go, maybe your first step of asking is to walk out and go, which group do I need to be in? I, I, I just want to be in one. I, I, uh. By the way, it may be, I promise you, if you get in one, not only will you get the wisdom you need, somebody's going to need your wisdom because you walk through something that somebody else is going to need. So we're, it's this exchange of wisdom one to another. We just ask. Watch this. I'm going to pray this over you. This is found in Ephesians 1 and 17. Paul writing, Over the Ephesians, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Because his ways are better. His ways are harder. But they're better wisdom. Do you receive this word today? Get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. You need it, they need it. You need it, they need it. You need them, they need you. they need you. They need you. They need you. You need them. I want to pray over you. Would you just lift your hands to heaven? I want to pray the same prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed over the Ephesians. I want to pray it over the Apollosians and the Arnavillians. And the Vilplations, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus over this congregation that the spirit of wisdom would rest upon them, that revelation will come to them. Even the words that I'm speaking right now, Holy Spirit, take out the Eugene and just keep the you. Just keep the, the, the God in it that they receive this word. I pray over our young people today, Father. I pray, Father, that they would quit bucking, that they would, they would learn by instruction so they wouldn't have to learn by correction, that our parents would step up to the plate with a spirit of wisdom and revelation to lead their children well, because if they don't discipline, then one day the police officer will have to discipline. So, Father, I pray over them for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest upon them. So, Father, that we may know your ways, that we may know your thoughts, that we may know your ways. And, Lord, that we remain in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Father, we receive this word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. That every head bowed and every eye closed, you might be here today. The wisest decision you could ever make you're going to have to serve someone. All of us are serving someone. You just might as well decide who you're going to serve. The wisest decision I've ever made in my life was the day about 1984 when I bowed my knees and made Jesus the Lord of my life. Jesus said, you can't see the kingdom of God or enter the kingdom of God until you've been born again. You must be born again. Not a member of our Savior's church. Our Savior's church won't get you to heaven. I was baptized. Now, baptism won't get you to heaven. I I, I took my communion, won't get you to heaven. There is only one that'll get you to heaven. There's only one that paid the price for your sins and mine, and his name is Jesus. And you have to bow your knee to him. And you have to serve him. His ways are better. And maybe today you won't run from a long time. You said, Pastor, you have done too much. There is nowhere you've ever gone, nothing you've ever done that he won't ever forgive you for. I promise you. He loves you. He's ordained every day of your life to come, even this one. He knew you'd be right here listening to this message. He knew it. He loves you. He's after you. He's chasing you. Would you surrender to him today? You must be born again. How do I do it? It's easy as A, B, C. A, admit you're a sinner. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This room is full of sinners. We've all blown it. B, believe that Jesus came, lived a sinless life, and he did. And he died on a cross, and he did. And he rose again, and he did. To simply pay for the sins of the world, mine and yours. They've been paid for. And then C confess him as the Lord, access it, dig the hole to say, God, I want you to be Lord. Confess him as Lord. That's you today. I want to pray with you. That's you. Just slip your hand up all over the room. No one's looking at me. Hold it up high. Thank you. Hands are going up all over congregation. Let's add our voice to theirs. Would you just say this with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt And you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me. So I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin. I repent to be born again. Let's declare this together. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior the Holy Spirit is my helper, and heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise?